Boss Rush Mode, and here with me, per usual, are my inky cohorts, Nintendo. I am not Batman. Yes, we know that. You're Nintendo. You're right. <laughs> 8-Bit Alchemy. <laughs> Tastes cold. And Parasite Steve. It's Vichyssoir, sir. It's supposed to be cold. Oh. Well, now that I know that it's cold, I'm just going to dig right back in. Now it's delicious. Yes. Yum. <laughs> All right, and I'm, I'm assuming that you, the listener, didn't come here by accident. I'm assuming you clicked the link, and by you know, by the way, thank you for that. Uh, and unless you just clicked it blindly, you know this episode is about the Caped Crusader, the Dark Knights, yes, Batman. Batman. And if all goes according to schedule, this episode will be released just a mere couple days after the 30th anniversary of the first Tim Burton-directed film called Batman from 1989. But before even that could happen... The character of Batman was created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger and first appeared in Detective Comics number 27 way, way, way back in the month of May of the year 1939. Don't step on the air. It's important. Well, fucking 27's my number. That's my jam. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I, I you know I never uh, never will ever forget the the year that this came out or the number I should say the number this came out so Detective Comics number 27 because of that GZR song. Right. right. Uh, very like industrial laden heavy metal band that Geezer Butler bassist of Black Sabbath was part of as well as uh, Burton C Bell from uh, Fear Factory. Fear Factory. Fear yes, Factory, that's yeah. the band. Uh, it was you know, uh, the first album I thought was pretty cool. I mean, I've yeah. heard. A, I think they made a couple albums since. Yeah, that. they made like three. Did but they? The, it wasn't under uh, GZR. It was under Geezer. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so GZR, the, the album was Plastic Planet. Yeah, and yes. they just yeah. randomly had this song called Detective Twenty Seven, and it was just all about it was all about Batman, yeah. and it was just fun. Which and at the time I didn't so know unexpected. about Batman because I didn't know I wasn't you know back then I wasn't familiar enough with Batman that I didn't realize that he was called Detective 27. Back well, he, he never was. They're, they're referencing, they're referencing Detective the Comics issue. issue 27. They're referencing oh, okay, the right, ish. Yeah. The ish. Pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty deep, deep cut. Nice reference there. Yes. And in the chorus, yeah. they'd be like, take the mantle of the bat. And it was just no, fine. And where it's at, cool a normal life can, can never be for the lonely man inside a tree. So, like, I, I seriously, if anybody who's listening to this episode knows this friggin' song that we're referencing, please come out and tell us because yes, I absolutely. think nobody re- remembers this, except maybe the people. It's like us it. four in the band. Yeah, pretty much. Right. <laughs> and the band probably forgot it at this point. <clears throat> yeah. Pretty cool. Yes. So Batman. Yes, yeah. Batman. Like I said, uh, so he, he's popular. He's okay. cool. Of the four of us, I he's am nice the like comic reader, and I have to admit that I, I was never a huge Batman reader. So even like the comic guy of our group is is probably gonna disappoint. All super of you comic fans, big super Batman yeah. comic book That's fans. Okay. The only this comic- episode isn't necessarily about the comics. We're gonna you know dip dipsy do in a few d- different mediums here and there. But, yeah, you know. Batman is multimedia, he, right? He's and I, th- I think it's true for all of us that we all you know since we weren't comic book fans of of the character, you know, obviously he's he's one of the top like one or two. Let's let's be real. Right. Most recognizable mm-hmm. comic book yeah, characters. Absolutely. Him and Superman, I mean, yep. ridiculously iconic. Exactly. I mean, you know, you don't have to ever have read a comic book 
in general ever to know that Batman was a comic book and that you know you know what he looks like you know the symbol all the stuff he's just he's just bat permeated our conscious you know mind right. and pop culture and stuff so much but we sort of all I think became fans like from the from the movies and then from the show the cartoon show I think yeah really the animated series yeah, Batman yeah, the animated series is where my introduction was right. and and I think when I was growing up it was it was actually already past that point and Parasite Steve had introduced me to Batman the animated series it was probably still running on um, you know like WB or whatever but um, there was more iterations like Batman Beyond and stuff which we can talk about too that were actively coming out while I was growing up and stuff so there's just always a version of Batman no matter like what time you're growing up so it's pretty cool yeah definitely mm-hmm. and the character's yeah. been around for 80 years at this point serious so. yeah. unbelievable it really is crazy which is uh, like I mentioned before this was like the this episode is coming out on the 30th anniversary of the movie which coincidentally came out shortly after the 50th anniversary of the character wow. being created wow that's, that's so nice that's crazy so. So, <clears throat> since we're mainly going to focus on, you know, since it's the uh, the anniversary of the movie, uh, what are you guys, what are your memories of that first movie? And, you know, did you like it back then? Do you still like it now? You know, like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I definitely still enjoy, like, I watched those first four movies, well, I don't know if they were technically the first four, I think it was like a 60s one from, based on the TV show, but... Oh, the, right, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the four, like, the Tim Burton, Jules Schumacher movies were the ones I'm going to f- focus on and kind of mm-hmm. get this ball rolling with here. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're going to start with the 1989 Batman one, directed by Tim Burton, starring Jack Nicholson as the Joker, and he got top billing because he's Jack Nicholson and a goddamn diva. Uh, <laughs> Michael Keaton as Batman, Bruce Wayne, Kim Basinger as Vicky Vale. I was going to say Nikki Vale. It's actually Vicky Vale. Uh, Michael Go as Alfred. Is that how to pronounce his last yep. name? Go. Okay, that's Michael what we'll Go. Go with Go. <clears throat> Michael Go is a big. Um, he was he was in a lot of Hammer movies in the sixties. He was part of that group with uh, with um, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Ah, nice. It's nice. actually pronounced Googe. It's not pronounced Googe. It's actually pronounced Gaga. Oh. Well, we're it's gonna- just like a breath. Like rhymes with dough, go. It's one letter different. So perfect. So Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent, uh, Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon, Robert Wool as Alexander Knox, some annoying reporter who was su- supposed to be comic relief but fails miserably, <laughs> <laughs> and Jack Plants as Carl Grissom. And the score is composed by the man, the myth, the legend, Danny Elfman. D elves, yes. and I do think that of his many scores, I think it's hard to beat as Batman. Oh man, yeah, oh, super man. awesome! Yeah. I think that Batman title song, the the song which the was Batman then used yeah. again for the uh, animated series. I mean, I, I think so awesome. I think it's like top three movie themes of all time. Yeah, I think yeah. it's yeah. top three like like it's character like Indiana themes, Jones, title themes. Yeah, ever. I know. You know. It's like Star you Wars, Star Wars, Wars, Indiana Jones. Yeah. You yeah, hear man. a couple of notes and you know exactly yep. what this is for. You get the. You're yeah. like, okay, yeah. it's Batman. Bam. Like it's. Done. I'm, I'm in the Batman world it's, now. Give me some Batman. It's so evocative, yep. and it's, it's great crazy. because it starts off so incredibly slow and dark, yep. and it just it kicks in. Yep. Yep. So great. So good. And this first movie got an IMDb score of 7.6 out of 10 and a meta score of 69. But what's the Rotten Tomatoes? I didn't go that far because I don't really count Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Rotten right. Tomatoes is so like touchy feely and weird and it's easily easily <laughs> I, manipulated. You know, I certify this movie as fresh. How yes. about that? That's all that matters. Eight okay, cool. bit certified. Eight yes. bit cert. <laughs> I remember seeing this movie in theaters back in the day. I was fifteen at the time and I remember liking it a lot. And then I seen it probably ten or fifteen years later and be like, eh, I don't know, I'm what kind of fell out of love with it. It was like, oh, whatever. I probably liked it because I was 15 at the time. Then I saw it again recently. Like, no, no, this movie's great. This is this is cool. I like this. 
Nice, yeah. Very, very, very awesome aesthetic. I mean, Tim Burton doing his Tim Burton thing, you know, with Gotham and just that the imagery was just spectacular. Very look, it looked just a weird gothy version of like 1930s Americana or whatever. So it was just kind of neat, right? Or 40s or yeah, I was, somewhere I would, in that. Yeah, sure. somewhere in that. Yeah. I mean, I would say 40s, but yeah, it's like that noir. Yeah, that you noir, know, that 40s noir sort kind of right. gumshoe thing, which neo noir. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. a really perfect way of saying yeah, yeah neo noir. Yeah. So. Yeah, perfect, I mean, he's, yeah. he's such a perfect director for like, you know, looking at his scope of work. Obviously, at the time, he he didn't have like a million movies under his belt, but right. like Tim Burton. He had has, almost none. He like, yeah. I mean, that so, was like his second or third movie, it, I think. It, I mean, it, it was like Beetlejuice. I don't think Edward Scissorhands was out at that point. I don't. It might have been. Maybe. But like, uh, he, he had less than five yeah. movies. I think. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, definitely Beetlejuice because, you know, he had, you know, Tim Burton worked with Michael Keaton. <clears> right. You know, I think like Beetlejuice was right prior. before this. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Edward Scissorhands was 1990, so that wasn't yeah, out so, yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just so incredible because it's a perfect fit for, like, his vision and how he, you know, depicts things. And, you know, to, to take Gotham, which is a perfect fit for that kind of, you know, creative vision. Right. And it's just, I don't know, honestly, probably... One of my top favorite things Tim Burton's ever done. Yeah. Like I, I mm-hmm. like Tim Burton's stuff, but right. like Tim Burton's Batman, I think was really absolutely one of the. And plus, it was such a stark contrast to like there weren't a lot of superhero movies back in the day, like the the True. mid to late eighties. Yeah. we had like the four Superman movies from like the late seventies and throughout mm-hmm. the eighties, but really outside of that, not much else. Yeah, and yeah. those Superman, the Christopher Reeve movies, those were like very like you know Richard Donner. I, like those were very colorful. Yes, they're very positive. They're very upbeat and mm. silly. And this was the I think the first time we saw a very serious dark take on a superhero and I also recall uh, being very surprised as a kid now I was 10 and um, I remember thinking like oh my god he's he's all black right right that seems like a bad guy thing because for me it's like Batman is gray and blue yeah. yeah, from Adam West and everything. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, it's also a stark difference from what people were probably used to from the 60s TV show with Adam West and totally. stuff like that, being like completely campy and totally like goofy and funny yeah. and whatever. Yeah. So I, I honestly don't know, and, you know, feel free, those who do, you know, if if Batman wore black before that movie in the comics, you know, let us know. I, I just, I'm not sure. I'm not an expert. Um, I know, I think the Dark Halloween or the Long Halloween is what. Uh, a lot of people like point to as 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 a seminal uh, seminal like run, and then there's obviously Frank Miller's The Dark Knight. I feel like he probably wore black in The Dark Knight, um, but like you know, there's there's a few stories that make me think that he probably did, but I don't know. I, I know those were like self-contained things. I don't know if he ever like wore black in the main run of you know the main issues or not but that really for me was the first time i had ever seen him wear all black and it was just so different yeah. so i mean that that really helped too because it's like it's a fresh start you know right and right. <clears throat> that is uh something you try to do when you make something new is you know you're hopefully capturing new fans right and you're just trying to you know obviously you know the artistic creation or the, the spirit of you know, whoever's putting it together wants to have like their fingerprint on it Right, like, kind of like their vision, which is a really difficult thing. It's a touchy it really thing. Is. It's like that new, you know, that gem in the holograms movie that came mm-hmm. out a couple of years ago that the world collectively said no, thank you. Right. It's like, well, okay, you changed way too much. There isn't anything for the original fans, and it's it's not good enough to capture new fans. Right. So you failed on every level. Right. right. And that's but right. the Batman movie was at the time. I think it was at a really good time too, because like you said, there hadn't been that many superhero movies, mm-hmm. and most of superhero movies. I say I would go as far to say probably all superhero movies that had come out, with the exception of the Supermans and maybe the first Ninja Turtles movie. Was that before? 
I can't remember if the uh, first Ninja Turtles was like 89, 90. Around the same time. time. Yeah. So, Give or take a year. Yeah, so so with that, like, except for those two, maybe, like, there probably was was no good superhero movie. Yeah. They were just all yeah. bad TV shows. Like, right. The Incredible Hulk and all the 70s Captain America Right, crap and the Wonder Woman. I mean, there were... Spider-Man. There was, and, yeah, like I said, they were, they were TV shows, but not as far as, like, big Hollywood blockbuster right. movies. They, and they were all silly. And, yeah. you know, I mean, the Incredible Hulk was... was pretty somber but right. you know they were most part for the most part very silly and weird and whatever yeah. but yeah this was like oh my god this is so different it's unlike yeah. everything and and to be fair we weren't like sick of tim burton like true the, he was brand right. new so he was yeah. like very unique and refreshing yeah and, so the world is you know this like still wanting another <laughs> you know a second helping or something yeah like, like you know very very early you know bits of you know tim burton and people like oh this is cool it was like not not too deep into like you're like okay now he's doing the same thing again right, right like we, we have the advantage of you know living through the last thirty years to to really figure get that thrust upon us yeah because right. I definitely feel like Burton fatigue for me because yeah. a lot of his newer movies like the you know, the um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory like and like the and... Alice in Wonderland movies it's like mm-hmm. they just feel like. Burton part and parcel, like Going not really inspired. I mean, it's right. like there's incredible art design, there's incredible designs there and stuff, and it's definitely a lot of talent. But I'm just yeah. sort of all set at this yeah. point. Like it's it's not magic, and it's also the CG overload thing. CG yeah. overload really too. Just sick of it. Where yeah, because these awesome. earlier yeah. Batman movies were still using practical effects. Yeah, for the most part. and the like, costumes were awesome. Yeah. Like I loved the way that yeah. they they depicted you know the the bad guys and, yeah. and yeah. Batman's costume looked great and. Really, you know, it's just it made it feel so tactile and real, and to have yeah. you know all the costumes and mm-hmm. and things yeah. being practical. So, Absolutely. Nintendo, what was your opinion on this movie? I can't I can't really recall if you I, liked this movie at the time. I actually I can still say this. It's I I honestly didn't care for it. I thought okay. it was pretty forgettable. Um, but that was years ago. I haven't watched it since, so I'm sure if I watched it again, I might understand it more. Okay, so, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember you back then. Like, weren't. You weren't like super excited for it, and, yeah, and stuff like that. But I mean, that's fine. You know, not everything's for everybody, right? True. Um, and I know you got like way into the cartoon, so let's let's yeah. like definitely yeah. talk about the cartoon. I think that what I want to say about the first movie is just two things. Uh, I I distinctly remember going to the theater to see it, and I think it was the first time. And I I honestly think it was. I'm mean, even like. Even now, thinking back, I think it was the first time I remember both my parents were excited to see a movie that I wanted to see. Everyone that wanted never happened. to see, you know, never it was like because I was only ten, so I, you know, I would see like Disney movies and like I remember, you know, like a Benji movie I went to see. Like I don't know, I didn't see that many movies um, before the age of ten, I guess, at the theater. They were all just you know little kid movies, but this felt like more of a grown up movie. And I think I had seen, like, Willow, and I, I saw, like, you know, Ghostbusters, maybe two, but, and I think probably with my parents, but it was not the same thing. Like, my dad was excited to go see Batman, and that was weird, because he was not, like, a big movie guy, and uh, so usually I went with my mom, but this was, like, a family thing where we were all excited, we were we saw it opening weekend. It was like an event movie that we were looking forward to. And it really was the first time I ever felt that um, level of excitement with the whole family. And it wasn't just me. It wasn't like somebody taking me just because I wanted to go or something like that. Right. Um, so I think that that, that yeah, was really it's a cool. cool feeling. Yeah. That was a special uh, f- special feeling. And, you know, and then when Batman Returns came out, it was like, oh, yay, the second one. So it was the same kind of thing. Um, but also, I want to say, like, you know, I do I – do, 
I always loved this movie. I haven't seen it in a, in a little while. You know, it's it's probably been more than 10 years since I've seen it. But um, I always liked it. It is very dark. Um, by far, my favorite vehicles that Batman has ever had came from these first two movies. Yeah, totally. Um, I, to this day, say, like, the, the Burton Batmobile with the friggin' turbine in the front, like, that is oh, yeah. my yes. Batmobile. Yep. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, that's one of the things I, I liked about the first ones. I always loved the vehicles yeah and it's, it's so so iconic now. It's, it's the batmobile oh, totally. and the batwing yeah, yeah. they're just that the perfect version the the first movie's batwing that looks like the batman symbol it is it is my favorite thing like that shot where he goes up and he yeah. silhouettes it over the moon and oh, makes yeah. the batman symbol that is like yeah. amazing <laughs> yeah. it blows your mind yep. it's so amazingly cool and uh i don't know like all of you know the um like the Christian Bale movies, one of the things that I, I really didn't like were the vehicles. You know, I hated the Tumblr. Yeah. I hated the friggin... And the third movie gets the bat, which just looks like a box that flies. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what... You know, it's like, all right, we're going to make it more realistic by making them look like military vehicles. But yeah. but you're making Batman shit. Like, right. If, if someone was to just see Throw this outside of the movies... Or something. Yeah. Like, if someone was just to see these outside of the movies, they'd have no idea it has anything to do with Batman. Exactly. It's just a vehicle. Right. Exactly. right. It doesn't scream right. Batman at all. And I mean, then, you know, some of the other ones like the uh, Batman and Robin, you know, and even Batman Forever, I didn't like the designs of the Batmobile. They they went a little too crazy with the the size of the fins and the, the shape of it. And it's like, yeah, I just like the other yeah, one. Yeah, they added a whole bunch of like lights and stuff to it. Like yeah. The, the yeah, it was like stuff. blue. Yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just silly. Yeah. You know, he would never have that. There's no reason for his car to be lit up blue. Yeah, he totally. would want to be, you know, black so he, you know, can not be seen, if anything. Right. I mean, the thing's like, you know, gigantic. Yeah. It's the size of two friggin' Cadillacs, but I mean, <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. But I don't know. Those, the vehicles in the first two, whatever else can be said about the movies, oh my God, uh, those are my vehicles. Yeah, for totally, Batman. totally. Uh, thing I remember, you know, going into seeing this movie back in the day was um, the choice of Michael Keaton being chosen for the role of Batman. And I remember a lot of people not being super happy about it because at the time he's mainly known for being a comedic actor, right? And didn't think he'd pull it off. It's now, like you want Mr. Mom to be Batman? Are right. you on crack? Yeah, totally. Now I'll say Michael Keaton did a great job. He's a great actor, but. Mm-hmm. Even now, after watching the movies, you know, over the last thirty years, it's like you know what? He still just doesn't give me that Batman vibe. He just doesn't have the stature or the the gravitas or whatever. He just doesn't have that. I don't think he's that tall. No, probably not. I think that's probably part of that, it. That's too. definitely part of it. And I don't know. He just looks like it's like all right. It's someone's uncle cosplaying as Batman in a Batman movie. <laughs> I don't know. He just he just never gave me that Batman vibe. But whatever. It didn't ruin the movies for me. I mean, right. I still thought you know he was fine. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's a great like I said, he's a great actor. He was intense and he was you know fine. He mm-hmm. didn't. He totally did not ruin the movies at all for me. But still, right. not, not not wouldn't have been my pick. I I definitely enjoyed Michael Keaton as the Batman in those movies uh, compared to like Val Kilmer and uh, and then later on having George Clooney in there like of those that's like stretch of Batman movies I felt I felt like Keaton was definitely the best one and I I didn't I was so young when I saw these movies like I didn't have that like perspective of like does he feel like you know like you know the right size or whatever or like it be imposing i was just like i don't know this is batman so yeah, i right. i definitely really enjoyed that and he's still probably one of my favorite actors to have played batman 
I I really yeah. I mean Keaton. I mean he's definitely mm. he's a great actor. He's he's sure. my favorite on screen Batman. But I I do also agree with Boss Rush, and I don't think he was perfect. I I don't think anyone has quite done it. Yeah, for right. sure. True, true. Right. Um, sure. But it's interesting what you just said, Boss Rush. You know that really was such a a gigantic, you know outcry of outrage and all this stuff and you know we're seeing that so much now with you know right. this toxic fandom yeah. stuff imagine if rotten tomatoes was around in 1989 in general yeah, like, yeah even the internet it I was mean, like in its fledgling I mean, stages if anything exactly you know yeah. and i mean we're seeing that right now again obviously the sonic trailer but also you know the new batman robert pattinson oh, from right, the twilight right. movies exactly yeah mm-hmm. is the same thing and, and there are a lot of people that are saying that are defending it and saying um, do you remember this backlash, this the Batlash that happened back in 1989 or 1988 when he was cast, you know, and that turned out okay. But I think that, you know, there are, there is this, you know, this whiny crybaby toxic fandom thing that we're just in the middle of right now mm-hmm. yeah. and they can't see past their own noses and they're like the guy from Twilight and they're like making sparkly jokes like, yeah, okay, so this guy has only played this one character. Yeah, right. Like, have you ever seen another movie that he's been in? Like, I've right. seen a couple drama movies that he's been in, and he's he was actually very good. Like, I I don't like Twilight. I've never, I never made it through the first one. I, I literally didn't finish the first movie and didn't see any of the other ones. I was not interested. I totally make fun of it all the time. I write vampire books. One of my main things that I work into my pitch is I I, ha- I always try to disarm them with a little joke, and I'm like, yeah, these are scary vampires. Uh, they're they're totally undateable, and they definitely don't sparkle. And I always get a friggin' laugh, like every single time. I make fun of Twilight. That does not mean that Robert Pattinson can only be the that sparkly guy. vampire right. guy. Like, right. like Michael Keaton wasn't changing diapers thing. in Batman. Exactly. Right. No he shit. It's like Mr. you're writing Mom. a character that is yeah. completely different. You don't need to worry about. But him that's what everybody said. Like Mr. Twilight. Mom. Mr. Mom was what everybody went to. They're like, oh, how can you? How can you cast Mr. Mom? Like, so was he anything like that? No, he's a fucking oh. actor. Right. His right. job is to be different types of people. Like, right. Come right. on. Yeah. Totally. And both both Michael Keaton, who ended up being quite an actor. Like yeah. over over the course of yeah, his career, I mean his his it's like body of work is pretty. He's pretty like vast. He's great. I I, yeah. I love Michael Keaton. Oh yeah, and, Michael Keaton's great. And mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he can do all sorts of stuff. Guess what? Lots of freaking actors can do lots of stuff. Yeah. So right. it's just silly. I mean, you know, I mean, there was the backlash with uh with Ben Affleck too. There was. And I he mean, turned there was out a huge. Good. Yeah, I mean, I think that everybody ended up. You know, I feel like when Batman v Superman came out. Everybody's like, well, this movie sucked, but you know what? I, I the best part was Batman, right? right. Like, like Ben Affleck mm-hmm. was actually kind of good, mm-hmm. and I felt like pretty much everybody. Well, or or they said Wonder Woman was the best part, but yeah. I mean, I think that you know all of the the outrage for the actor Ben Affleck playing right. that character stopped, yeah, essentially at that point. The, oh, Daredevil sucked. It's like okay, well, maybe, yeah, yeah. hopefully he'll do better suck. this time around. You know, right. give him exactly right. a shot. And right. that was definitely like, you know, I think part of it for Affleck that he was trying to prove himself. He wanted right. to do, you know, justice to the character. And I think that, you know, it's it's a it's a bummer that those movies didn't end up being better. But, you know, it, it does really suck. And I do I do actually really feel for the guy because he clearly put like heart and soul into it. And, you know, he was in his mid 40s. He, he's, you know, training, put on put on all this muscle mass. I mean, he's huge in those movies. Some of okay. it's the padding of the costume, but a lot of it's him. Right. I mean, he is a big guy, too, Affleck. Yeah, he is. So you're going to go from Affleck, who's, you know, a large man who's very tall. I mean, I think he's like 6'2", 6'3", 
to Pattinson, who I don't think is anywhere near that tall. I, I'm not sure, but you know, so that's going to be a, a, a big size difference. But Bale was was not a tall guy, true, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, obviously, we have these different types of you know these different builds playing this character, and I mean, everybody's got their favorite and whatever. Actually, but. Pattinson's six one. Oh, oh, okay. okay. Ah. So he's he's vertical. Okay, okay, that'll work. Not bad. So, right. You know, put on some muscle mass. I'm actually. I don't know if you guys want to just real quick give your own opinions on on that casting. I'm I'm 100 down for it. I'm, I, I'm fine with it. I mean, I'm not familiar with his work. I'm not but, excited. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm like yes. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, I always I you know for years I've been I've been saying like John Hamm. I want John Hamm to be Batman, and a lot of people have. Uh, you know, I, I would be excited for John Hamm, but I think John Hamm is maybe maybe eight or so years past when he should have been cast as Batman. He should have been part of that last cycle. I think he would have been the right age. Yeah. Um. And I would be excited, so I'm not like ex- like ecstatic, right? But I, I I'm completely down for it. I'm yeah, fine. I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. I mean, I'm not super familiar with any of his work, but I'm I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm, t- I'm not going to judge because I have nothing to judge by, and even then, it's it's previous work it has nothing to do with what he's going to do now. So right, right. And honestly, like, shouldn't Batman be a pretty boy? He like the whole Playboy aspect, of, right, Playboy. The, the Bruce Wayne right. aspect, yeah. Like, especially. Yeah, I yeah. mean, isn't that like part of his thing? I mean, For I sure. think he should be like this pretty boy guy, who you know yeah, we essentially keeps, haven't gotten to this. He point has to in. keep up appearances when he's you know yeah. being you know wealthy and schmoozing with all these people. He can't look haggard and and you know been through the ringer. Like he's yeah. got to be like you're saying, like a pretty boy, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as the casting goes, I, I have no problem. You know, Robert Pattinson, I've seen him act and, and be, you know, completely fine. Again, I haven't seen him in any, like, starring roles, but um, I don't know. I think for me, like, Batman movies lately have been so not my cup of tea yeah. that I really stopped caring about the casting, Agreed. and I'm just more Agreed. interested yeah. in, Agreed. is the movie going to be good? Right. So yeah, that's, when that's the movie thing. comes out and yeah. we watch it, and I go, this was... a fantastic batman movie that's when i'll be able to say good casting or not yeah, because right. the movies have been falling short despite the casting exactly. so it's right. like exactly. whatever i don't know yeah we'll, i mean we'll see. i i honestly don't don't give a shit either way i mean yeah i just think people make the biggest deal out of the dumbest things it's true. especially on the internet it's right like, now, now there's like these petitions of getting him off the cast it's like oh, why yeah, right and it's like are can you, you do me? better Right. Do you look better? I mean, what? Like, right. And like you have, and I'm sure Pattinson's probably like psyched. Like, like put yourself in the shoes of like I'm an actor. I don't know. I've I think it could fan. go either way. He's like, uh, this is going to either ruin me or it's probably going to ruin. Me. But like, if you're an actor <laughs> right. and you have, you know, you know, been a fan of Batman or whatever, you know, you you've experienced the character. You're probably really excited to play this character. But the internet is now this like vitriolic, toxic, you know, bystander that's just bringing the whole thing down. So it's like, yeah, that's that's not that's not cool at all. Like he is a person. He's an actor. He has every right to be able to get whatever roles are, are you know, come his way. So, right. like, friggin' whatever. Let him go for it. Yeah, like, that, that's, what the, yeah. that's what the studio went with, so right. deal with it. And if like, you don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah, exactly. Simple, simple like, get a, there'll be another Batman movie in six months. Don't worry. Yeah, see, I think that <laughs> right. that right there and what you're saying, Nintendo, like, I think that this oversaturation of this particular character, a lot of people are saying, like, comic book movie fatigue. I, I, I honestly only experience that with Batman. Like I think we've had so many Batman movies yeah. at this point that mm-hmm. you know it's it's just it is I I honestly don't really care either but I'm yeah. I'm definitely down for it it's fine like I hope it's good I wish them the best I did love that idea that a lot of people were saying like let's do a Batman Beyond movie yes 
and have Michelson as Terry McGinnis yes. and have Michael, and Michael Keaton, Keaton come back. It would be yeah. such would a be good awesome. cast. That, that would be that, perfect. Be awesome. And I they think it would really like, you know, be the breath of fresh air that the series needs to like, okay, we're not going to do the Batman again. We're not going to do his parents getting killed in the alley. We're not going to do all the same villains. We can open it up to all this new stuff. It's not about oh, who's going to play the Joker, who's going to play the Penguin, who's going to play right. Two-Face, whatever. It's like all could be anything. Yep. You know, and I think that it would be really, really smart. Even if people don't remember that show, I think it's such a strong concept, and it you know relies on the on the you know this 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 nostalgia factor for Keaton, which I think would. I mean, people were so down for Keaton to be uh, like when Birdman was coming out, right? right. No, no, no. Uh, what's yeah. it called? Birdman. Yeah, yeah. Birdman. Yeah, Birdman. yeah, and then he then he was the Vulture. And it's like it's like oh this is so cool like Batman gets to do these like superhero and then he gets to do a villain and all you know it's it's like oh neat the original Batman you know I, I, that Bird, was really cool Birdman is a great movie like go see Birdman yeah, I, like it's it is Never such it. a great movie that's a commentary on like how like him having played Batman and it, it's basically just like a weird almost autobiographical Michael Keaton pick but like you know it's just taken out of batman and that's birdman but like it's it's great it's really good cool. mm-hmm. all right so i want to quickly touch upon the next three movies before we move on to the, cool, cool. the next yeah. section here Def. so after that we had batman returns released on june 19th 1992 directed once again by tim burton this time michael keating keaton is getting his top billing as batman versus Wayne. nice and danny devito played part of the penguin michelle pfeiffer as catwoman christopher walken as max shrek and Michael Goh as Alfred once again, and Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon once again, and music once again by Daniel. Hell the Man yeah. the Myth. Yes. IMDb score of 7 out of 10 and the meta score of 68. Real real quick, so. I think that the Penguin casting is perfect. Yes. yes. Danny yeah, DeVito is fucking Danny flawless. Yeah. Yeah, um, so. And I don't really like the Catwoman outfit. That's my two cents. <laughs> the Catwoman outfit is weird. It's like Pat. It's like it's like Patrick, right? Yeah, because yeah. she she made it herself. Yeah, right. so got it's like scrapped from her house. Once, which once is, she got her head bumped and went insane or whatever. It's it's, or went it's crazy. practical and worldly and makes sense in the world. But it's just like I don't know. I don't like the patchiness of it. But like I like parts of it. I don't That's know. Right, I, I'm mixed. Like I've mixed. heard that. I've heard but that yeah. outfit was literally like vacuum sealed on her, and she could it only, looked like she couldn't breathe. Yeah, and then yeah. she could only do like a few minutes at a time, or else she'd like literally pass. Yeah, out. I mean, my god, <laughs> kind of ridiculous, actually. Seriously, That's what the hell? Insane. That's that's acting, people. Like, give yeah. them fucking that's, credit. That's commitment to your role and your Jeez, craft. Right? And yeah, she, the she was awesome like, in that movie too. She was actually one of my awesome. favorite parts of that Absolutely movie. Absolutely, like yeah, one of my favorite Catwoman. Yeah, and her her whip skills. Like they actually taught her to do all that stuff. It wasn't like a CG whip or something right, no, or she, a stunt yeah. man. She was legit with it. Yeah, and she she used her claws too. Like I felt like it was a, a yeah. overall good, yeah. you know, casting. And like there, there's a scene in that where she's in the the department store, like uh, you know, and uh, and she's like whipping the heads off of mannequins. And they said that like they went through the motions a few times and like, okay, let's practice, whatever. But the the one time that the cameras were actually rolling, she did that whole thing in one take. Nice. So it was wow. like I think she whips the head off of like two or three different mannequins and then she like uses the whip as a jump rope and like jumps off screen. All playful and stuff, and like she did it in one fucking take, and everybody went insane. Oh, so fucking sick! So that's cool. crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. I nice. love Pfeiffer. I mean, she's yeah. great. She she's always been one of my favorite actresses. Oh yeah, she's fantastic. She's, uh, mm-hmm. she's so so sexy in that movie, and and oh, yeah. and awesome. But, I mean, you, you can tell the the you know the producers were like like oh, wait wait how much skin is she gonna show? None? Oh, none? Almost none, but it's oh, not well, gonna this, matter. This suit better be real friggin' tight then, because we <laughs> yeah. gotta see shape. 
Yeah. We're not seeing skin. We got to right. see shape. Now, I remember when this movie first came out, I kind of steered clear of it because, I mean, Danny DeVito was awesome as the Penguin, but the makeup they put him in and like the way he made him look, it was just so gross. I just, I was like, you know what? I don't even give a shit. I just don't even want to watch this because he just looks so gross. Yeah, he looks so Now, nasty. I eventually got over it, and when I saw it recently, I'm like, oh, this is probably actually my favorite of the four. So this is actually really freaking good. It's actually my favorite of the four, too. I, yeah. I, I love Batman yeah. Returns. Yeah, yeah. I, this, yeah, it's definitely my favorite. Yeah, and and like, I haven't enjoyed any Batman movie since. Yeah. Oh, I think all the other ones are just fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. It's true. <laughs> I mean, what well, the fuck? I, there's definitely a couple since then that I've liked, but not immediately since. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah, next two were. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, like the makeup was great. I mean, he just looks uh, gross, like he's supposed to. And yeah, yeah they turn him into a flipper baby. And yeah, now that, that that wig grows, we can appreciate his grossness. Yeah, <laughs> yep. that scene when he's eating the fish. Oh, oh, oh yeah, man. yeah, God, yeah, totally <laughs> so disgusting. Hey, you're gonna be mayor. Um, nom, nom, nom. It's, it's like, like <laughs> they had him like uh, they had him do do uh, what's what's it called? Like not chewing tobacco. What do they call it? Uh, 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 what? Oh, what's yeah. they call it? Dip. Like oh, it, it's dip, like he was yeah. dipping oh, okay. right before every single yeah. shot. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what they did. They're like, all right, do some dip. Yep. Get the juices all in your mouth and spit it out. Okay, camera's rolling. Right. Oh, <laughs> so God, disgusting. So Drill as much as possible. He's so gross. It's just unbelievable. Like, and it's funny because, like, the, you know, in the animated series, you look at the penguin, and it's like I never thought of him as a gross character. Or no, a character right. well, they that, did like, a hybrid. They did yeah. a hybrid in that. Yeah, he did have the hands. He had the yep. flipper hands, but and he had long hair. Yes, as well. Yep. Uh, but he was sophisticated because right. in the yeah. comics he was supposed to be this ugly, stunted dude who came from this well-to-do family but yep. he's really really ugly and and short and whatever but you know and they call no, him the penguin but, society, but he's, whatever you know he mm-hmm. didn't have like flippers yeah so it's like it's so it's so funny to see that depiction but it's great i yeah. i adore that devito yeah. killed it yeah i i totally appreciate it now yeah I, which i mm-hmm. i didn't back in the day <laughs> But I I grew up some. I'm I'm a fucking adult now. Yeah, <laughs> and I also love the uh, the random Christmasness of that movie. I love right. movies that like oh, right, right. totally that yep. random have randomly have Christmas in it, yeah. like for no goddamn. And Paul reason. Rubens as his dad. And it's not even a Shane Black movie. <laughs> it's not even a Shane Black movie. I, don't I know. know. I know. I know. Other people can make random Christmas movies. It's yeah. weird. And that's a better better Christmas movie than Die Hard. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying not, it right now. Not better than not better than Gremlins though. I'm sorry. No, no, no that's my no. favorite Christmas movie ever. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then then after that, we had Batman Forever, released on June 16th, 1995. This one directed by Joel Schumacher. This one was starring Val Kilmer as Batman, Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face, Jim Carrey as the Riddler, Nicole Kidman as Dr. Chase Meridian, uh, Chris O'Donnell as Robin, and Michael Goh as Alfred once again, Pat Hingle once again as Commissioner Gordon, and the music this time around was composed by Elliot Goldenthal. Hmm. This movie got an IMDb score of 5.4 out of 10 and a meta score of 51. Mm. So definitely... Definitely a step down. Definitely on a downward slope. But I guess Warner Brothers didn't want another dark and dreary movie. They wanted a more upbeat, family-friendly-ish kind of thing, which is why this movie and the next one subsequently are like kind of... More like live-action cartoons. Mm-hmm. The darkness, I mean, it's still mm-hmm. a dark movie as far as visual pr- presentation, but the tone is, like, not dark. Much the tone more campy. Is, yeah, yep. totally more campy, more goofy. Just just a live-action right. freaking cartoon. Uh, back to the 1960s Batman. And yeah. <laughs> did you mention the villains? Yep. Yeah, yep. so Tommy Lee Jones is Two-Face. 
and, uh, and Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey yeah, as the Riddler. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I mean, Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face, I thought was pretty decent. I thought like, it was okay. Was I, I yeah. thought that Jim Carrey stole this movie. Yeah, no, Jim Carrey yeah. was. And, I think he was great. And, right, and like we were mentioning before, Jim Carrey hadn't done a whole ton before this, so this is like, oh, fresh Jim Carrey, still fresh. Now it's like, now we know it's like, okay, he's various different versions of Ace Ventura in all his movies, but we didn't get sick of him yet. Yes. Mm-hmm. Very true. Right. Right. Very true. But yeah, no, he was super intense. I was, I was watching this movie. I mean, I mean, I still like all four of these movies to a, to a degree because I turned my brain off like, all right, I know these two are going to be stupid and campy, mm-hmm. so what, I'm just going to take it as it is. Yeah. But, but Jim Carrey was, fuck, he, I, I think he was the best part of this yeah, movie. And I, yeah, and I like I Val Kilmer's so. Batman too. Like, I, I do I do enjoy parts of this movie. Like, it's definitely yeah, a step I, down, but like, yeah. it's, got, it's yeah. got redeeming factors. You take it for what it is and you know what you're getting into, yeah. you'll still mm-hmm. have fun and with it have fun with it. So I I loved Batman uh, Returns so much when it when it came out. I um and uh, we didn't we didn't talk about the video games at all, but I know Joe you'll you'll be with me on this the the Super Nintendo Batman Returns game. Really oh, yeah. really good. Oh yeah. Uh, who was that Konami? That was Konami. Yeah. Really great like beat 'em up game. It's only one player but so good like, and, like such the good visuals graphics. were, oh, my were God. like such a perfect so good iteration yeah, of the yeah, movie totally. the music everything about yep, it yep, the music yep. was very and i think by that point really well the, the show must have been out right so the animated series debuted yeah. in 92 right so this yeah so, so just like the same year as is returned so by the time forever came out three years later i was like i love batman right right i, right. I love that i love that batman is my genius and actually so, parasite steve you and i did see this in theaters right I think so. I believe yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I saw this in theaters and too. I, mean, I, I think we I, all did. I was no, hyped have. as hell for Returns. And yeah. I honestly... And you know what? At the time, liked I liked it. it a lot. Yeah. I mean, and then like, you know, everybody came back and was like, oh, it sucks. It's a piece of crap. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, was it? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I remember that too. I do remember. I think I saw it twice in the theater. Okay. Okay. I, I, remember, I, I remember the yeah. first time I did really like it. And yeah, then, same here. And then I watched it again in theater. And I'm like, you know what? It's bad. It's it is bad. This is <laughs> I remember seeing it again. It does bad. Yeah. I mean, I do love the fact that they introduced Robin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yep. Yeah, and I thought he was decent. I mean, he was too old, but it's fine. You know, you get right. that. You don't have that little kid. Di- yeah. It's such a different dynamic. Totally. Right. Duo. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I remember seeing this movie again probably like a decade or so later. And I'm like, oh, whatever. I was kind of wishy washy on it. Yeah. yeah. Then when I saw it again recently, I was like, oh, no, this this is fun. Whatever. I yeah. still enjoy it. Yeah. Right. That's like, I feel like that's such a great attitude to have with, with going back to certain movies is like the, you know, this is fun. Whatever. I don't need yeah. to pick this apart that it's not the greatest movie in the entire world. Like, watch it. Have a good time. Enjoy the parts that you like. Like you don't have to, you know, tear everything to shreds. It's it's right. just right. it's just more fun when you like shit. It is it's just it's, it's you know right. it's, it's nice. And then to round off this quadruple set of Batman movies, we are going to end off with 1997's Batman and Robin. Let me talking to the mic. Actually, I'm trying to reach here for my notes. June twentieth, nineteen ninety seven. Directed again by Joel Schumacher. This time, the top billing goes to Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. Again, diva. Uh, George Clooney <laughs> is Batman. Chris O'Donnell reprising his role as Robin. Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl. We got our Michael Goh as Alfred and Pat Hingle as Commissioner Gordon, who are the only two actors to appear in all four movies. Uh, Jeep Swenson as Bane. Uh, Elle McPherson as Julie... Wait, go back. His Julie- name was Jeep... Jeep Swenson. Jeep Swenson. Elle McPherson <laughs> as Julie Madison, who is basically there for a couple scenes as a love interest for Bruce Wayne. Uh, Vivica A. Fox as Miss B. Haven, who I think I only remember her in one scene in the whole movie. It was near the beginning, so I, you know. But she was in it. And music again by Elliot Goldenthal. 
IMDb score of 3.7 out of 10. Metascore of 28. Wow. Holy crap. That Woof. pretty much sums it up. This did become a, a pretty... Uh, pretty well hyped heel right this was it went down in history as, as like maybe the worst superhero movie ever until pretty catwoman bad. came out and then yeah. everybody said that yeah. about catwoman right yep yeah uh, but you know i i do think it it lives in infamy as, as a bad movie yeah um although when i watch it again i still had fun with it but then again i prep me like nope shut your brain off this is yep. just gonna be live action yeah. cartoons to the nth degree it just yep. just take it for what it is and just whatever uh, munch some popcorn have a soda and just have fun those, those one liners from Mr. Freeze's one liners are yeah. the saving grace of yeah. this movie were, because uh, at the time they were so bad you're like what the fuck so, and now they've know, aged uh, like a fine um, wine um, um, <laughs> no they haven't uh, I'm, uh, I'm the a fine that, five dollar one that, I don't know that was just a, a big turn off right. so, well, so I actually have so I actually have in my notes uh, why don't you guys take a guess? Uh, Parasite Steve, how many ice puns does Mr. Freeze have in this movie? I'm going to go with five. I'm uh, going to go with like 20. Nintendo? Uh, I'll say 50. Uh, 8 Bit Alchemy came the closest. Mr. Freeze has 27 ice puns. Oh my puns. God. Oh my God. They, count, they made it 27 on purpose because Batman. They did. You know what? Uh, maybe. maybe. That would actually maybe. be pretty awesome. We're not thinking that hard. <laughs> they couldn't have uh, been. Credit where credit Still, a nice, a nice happy coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my man. God. That is pretty funny. That's yeah. terrible. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but there were so many freaking puns in that Who movie. Who killed the dinosaurs? The Ice, ice Age. Yeah. <laughs> the Iceman Cool <laughs> Party Get oh, yeah. in the glacier <laughs> Get in the rocket Get, Do it now You're not sending me to the cooler The cooler The cooler Hey everyone Chill Chill Oh yeah yeah. That was the ultimate one for me I was like Oh, oh The God, ultimate for me was me. Let's kick ice Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. Let's that kick ice yeah. And then there's the scene Where he's watching the, the The year without a Santa Claus And it's the snow miser scene It's like oh, Come right. on Yeah Oh, <laughs> oh come on This is just And like the opening shot Was just an assault On the, the senses With like the, that, that huge battle You know it just really opens up with a bang, really. And then you got, you know, Batman and Robin getting chased around by the, as Chris O'Donnell does, Robin put it, the hockey team from hell! <laughs> so they're trying to... Oh, yeah, they're all the on the right, ice right. skates yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, silly. Oh, it it is just so ridiculous. And the, also, that was the, uh, the debut of the Bat Nipples, right? I mean... Oh. No, that was actually in uh, Batman Forever. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, Joel, yeah. the Joel Schumacher Batman had nipples. Bat you know, I, I, I will say, even though, like, you know, okay... If he had nipples, cool. Like uh, that's that's a, a a mark in the con column, okay for sure. But um, I did really, really dig the silver costumes they got at the end of Forever. I thought you they mean Batman out. and Robin. No, no, I think it's well. I know we're talking about Batman and Robin, but the Val Kilmer one in Batman Forever at the oh, very end no, they get right. these like yes. silver costumes. They're okay, kind of like yes. the final four oh, right, right. Yeah, costumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think they might have had silver ones at they, the end of both. Uh, well, yeah, the end of uh, Batman and Robin, they all had like you know their regular costumes through like most of the movie, and then for like the final climactic battle scene, they, they were all had, silver too. They all had like way too many like gray and silver accents. And I okay. thought they looked terrible. Okay, so yeah. it's in both, but I like the one in Forever. But the one in Forever did look awesome. I'll, yeah. I'll, 
like yeah. I remember him like because I think his bat suit got destroyed or something because doesn't Two Face like find out that he's Bruce Wayne and he destroys the mansion? I think or something. You know, I think um, uh, the Riddler actually okay. is able to infiltrate the Batcave and he like, yeah. blows blows everything up. And then he's like, "Oh, I have this prototype suit or whatever," and it was all cool looking. But yeah, no, I, I can in my head I can picture the bad silver accents in, in Batman and Robin. Yeah. Those ones I didn't like, but in, right. Forever. But in Forever, it was awesome, right? I, I agree. <clears throat> Actually, the, the the last one in Forever is probably my favorite of the four movies. I think it's like ridiculous. Of the awesome. suit, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I did it's, like the Batman, really the Batman Returns suit a lot. I the main, yeah, the, no, I did. Too. I did the main too. thing I remember about it, and honestly, a lot of this is because the sprite in the game and the Super Nintendo game really captured this. Is he had these abs that looked like a vent? Yeah, yeah. Yes. They totally like yeah, like the, the musculature of the of the outfit. Yeah, I it went from like love that. Yeah, it went from like you know Greek statue to like metal fins or something. Yeah. <laughs> I always just thought it looks like airing them out. He's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta air my abs out. Air my abs, my my Michael Keaton abs, my Michael Keaton six pack. <laughs> it's like that little square that's missing out of the the top corner of the shield in the Zelda, the first Zelda cover. Oh, you just yeah. see the vent. Yep, it's the gold cartridge. Oh, okay. it's actually not not that much like that. Not not, not quite. <clears throat> But. All right, so uh, hey, Nintendo. Yeah, we've uh, talked about a few of the movies. Is there anything else, Batman in particular, that you'd like? Yeah, to Yeah, talk up? about the show. Okay, because we well, all love actually, the show. I'm, actually, I'm going to talk about the games. Okay. Oh my god, do the games, games then. because do I, it. I really like the games a lot. Do they're, it. They're real good. They're so I I haven't played all every single Batman game that's ever come out, but um, I'll just touch upon the ones that I have played. So. The first one that came out for the Nintendo, which was released in 1999 by Sunsoft, which was inspired by the 1989 movie, uh, that's a really fun, like side-scrolling beat 'em up. Uh, I kind of want to say it's like it's like a beat 'em up, but you can also use your weapon. It's like a platformer. Action, platformer right? Yeah, yeah. It's one of those games. Platformer. Like, there, there, I mean, platformer. I mean, there is a lot of platforming in that because yeah, it's, the wall yeah. jumping becomes yeah, such right. a part of that game. Right? Yeah, and at least it was done really well. Because there are other yes. games that have tried something stuff like that before and since that have not worked out so well. True. But yeah. that one had it spot on. Yeah. Yep. I'm looking at you, Strider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I love I, I really do love this game and I I could never beat it. It's really hard. I can't. I can't. One of the games that defined Nintendo hard. Defined Nintendo. (laughs) Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah, it was one of the only games that I felt was like, even though it was so hard, I I always wanted to keep playing it. Yeah, like it wasn't bullshit hard. It was just hard. It was close to bullshit. It was. was. Well, I think near the the end, especially the the, the final couple bosses in a row. Like I, I think is utter bullshit. Like the the Joker fight, and they make you they make you fight like the lightning guy before him. Yeah, all in a row, and you have to beat the whole level every time. I mean, that is just yeah, yeah, that's brutal, very brutal. Um, and then the next one that came out. It was called Batman Return of the Joker, which was released in 1991 by Sunsoft. It was released on the Sega Genesis, NES, and Game Boy, and Super Nintendo. No, I'm not, sorry. No, not Super Nintendo. Not Super Nintendo. Just those I didn't know there was a Game Boy one, actually. Yeah, I, I didn't, didn't know, know that either, either until recently. Uh, I've never played it. But the funny thing is, on the Sega Genesis, it was called Revenge of the Joker. Yeah. But it was basically the same game. Pretty much was, yeah. Hmm. So that game was really fun. That's more of like a, like a shooter 
type game. Well, it also, no, it yeah. also had um, lots of platform. It was like half and half. Or yeah, like, yeah, maybe I mean, it was like platform, but it was like. But he like mainly like shot his his yeah, weapon. Yeah, the attack. Like, he had like, like a projectile weapons. Yeah. Like, like a run and gun type game. Because the would, first Batman, you pretty much just punch everybody. Right. Yeah. True. I mean, you yeah, had like yeah, sub you had sub weapons that are yeah. projectiles, right. but that was those were your sub weapons. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. When in Revenge and Return of the Joker, yeah, you have a gun most you know, pretty much all the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Right. And uh, it, some stages do be like like uh, flying stages. Yeah. As well, yep. Which yeah, I thought was awesome. Yeah, like I'm sorry, horizontally shooting stages where Batman's flying, which is those are pretty cool. Yeah. So I. I haven't played the Genesis one or the Game Boy one, just the NES one, yeah. and I thought the graphics were freaking amazing. Yeah, yeah. And the graphics yes. are still. I mean, like I've, I've played the Genesis one, and the graphics are probably have slightly more fidelity. But honestly, I think the Nintendo version plays better. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. always thought the Nintendo one looked better too. Yeah, yeah. just like I mean, about it. The, like know, the color palette and yeah, like, the like, way that they they kind of like blend these gradients and stuff. Like yeah. man, that it's game just pops. It looks it's so good. Yeah, it totally is. It's, it's, it's really almost, hard it's like, to play though. But it's yeah. it's not because it controls bad. It's just like really hard. And it yeah. like it does like it places enemies like right next to pits and like yeah. it makes every single and like your sprite is huge. Your sprite is sprite huge, is so huge, it's really yeah. easy to get hit. So you like big target, and then you get those auto scrolling stages, which was a pain in the ass. But you sort of like can't move more than one step forward at a time because there are like so many things that will spawn and come down and hit you. Yeah. Right. So you're like mid jump and it's like, bam, there's an enemy shooting you and you fell. So it's you, like, you oh, what? The right. whole thing, you're just like inching along and it's like, why did they do this? Yeah. yeah so it's the one pacing of those things, gets ruined. It's one of those things where you have to like practice and memorize right. everything. Oh, yeah. Which game. you have to do in the first one, but you can just see more in you the first one. see more because right, everything's right. so much smaller. Yeah. Right. And I, so I definitely prefer the first game, although the sprites in the second one, I yeah. love the, the look of both games. Totally, to be I agree. Yeah, yes. but I would say that the Return of the Joker for NES may have my like favorite graphics on the oh, NES. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those oh, graphics so are good. insane. So but I, that, there is something about the way uh, Sunsoft would be able to. I've always thought this: the way they would use reds for background graphics. Yeah, that's true. The, which is very Sunsoft unconventional. Just did that? Yeah. I don't know. They did it yeah. really well, and and that Batman game really really shows that. I would, Not that every level has red, but you know, it's it's. Right. Uh, there's something about that that first game. And Sunsoft was like on top of their game for a back few years. Back yeah. yeah. holy crap, their yeah. license games yep. were amazing. So yeah, good. I mean, I think that that first Batman game is like the best, the only great movie game on the NES. I would love mm-hmm. to see, um, like, you know, so many companies are going back and taking old games and, like, up them and putting them on HD. Take Return of the Joker and just make it HD widescreen so that way we can see more of the game. Oh, that would be awesome, And actually. there's a bigger view. Don't even change the graphics. Just right. make it widescreen so yeah. that way it scrolls more naturally. You get, you know, more vision on what's coming up. Yeah. It would 100% change take how the, the game Take the X-Men plays. arcade game and make it from four-player yeah. to the six-player. Right, right. exactly. Yeah, right. Literally much. just do that. Oh, or, man. Or just do oh, I want these. Or just do like the remake of uh, Ninja Warriors, just make the screen wider. Yeah. And you right. can yeah. see more. Yeah, right. So the next game was released by Konami in 1992 called Batman Returns. Um, this was released on the Amiga, Atari Lynx, Game Gear, Master System, Genesis, Sega CD, MS DOS, NES, and SNES. Now, is this based on the, the movie of the same title? Uh, yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I've only played the NES one and the SNES one. So. The Super Nintendo one is far superior, obviously. So the NES version is a beat-em-up, and it follows the film's plot. And the game features two shooting levels, one in which Batman is driving the Batmobile, and another when he is piloting the Batwing. Or the Batskeeper, I'm sorry. 
The bat what? The bat ski boat? Bat ski boats? Bat ski boats. That's what I heard. The bat ski boats. The bat ski ski. We need a Batman sports game now. I'm not even making fun of you. Like I was honestly confused. Like bat ski ball. Bat ski bot. Oh, bat ski ball. Bat ski bot. Ski ball. I'm thinking bat ski ball like a Batman like symbol ski ball. That needs to happen. Actually, give me all the tickets. Ski ball. I just accidentally made a game. Uh, <laughs> I'm accidentally a genius. Yeah. Or was it on purpose? Was it on purpose, right? So this game, uh, I actually never beat this game because there's, there's a part in the game where you have to like use your grapple and go into this, this window in, in the building and you have to find uh, some lady, I forget her name. And it's one of those weird things where it's like you have to find the, the right window to in order to progress the, the level. And I can never do it. I get weird. stuck in this one level and you get Stuck in his oh, loop and like, what the fuck? It's like so one just, level so screws quit. it all. Yeah. Rage so, quit. Yeah, pretty much. So the, the SNES one, which we were talking about earlier, is so freaking good. It's a beat up game released by Konami in the same year. Um, what I love about this game is it's brutal. I mean, you when you beat up your enemies, it you can feel it. Yeah, you really that's feel really, it. really impactful really like, sound effects. Those impactful. sound effects are I love very the fact good. You can, you can like hold, hold the enemy and you can like slam up against the wall. And it breaks, breaks yep. the and it's very snappy. Him. You know, it's just like you walk up and snag a guy, and just like bam, it's just all this like very like quick snappy controls while yeah. you're doing all this. So you feel so badass playing that. Yeah, game. it's so good. It's super so good. cool. There's and, a lot um, of scrolling, like parallax scrolling in the foreground that I didn't see that much. They would have like, <clears throat> even if it's just not really truly parallax scrolling, but they would have a layer that was for a foreground layer would like go past mm-hmm. the screen. Sure. And King of Dragons did that. Yeah, for, for like the also, arcade I, I remember, and the SNES, but um, very few games did that. On uh, the Mickey in Donald like, World of Illusion on the Genesis, on the Genesis, you, know, you, okay. you know that one. Like there was like a forest level, and you have like yeah. leaves in the foreground. Anytime a game does like a foreground layer, yeah, it's really it's cool, really nice touch. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, well, I le- also another thing I like about this game is it turns into like a run and gun type game. Like like in the first level, it switches from a beat 'em up to okay, you're side scrolling. And you're just throwing your battering. Oh, cool! That's all. That's all you do, and that's how you beat the first boss. You throw batterings, and you also have like the the bomb. You have like a bomb. I think it's it's called a, a tube, a test tube, or something. You tell. I us. think I'm confused as to what game we're talking about right now. This is the same game, Batman Returns, Batman Returns to, to Super, Super Nintendo. Nintendo. Super Nintendo. I don't, I just don't remember the those levels. Huh? Oh, they are there. Okay. Oh, they are there. I don't They're recall. There. I don't recall this because I remember. Okay. I believe you. Um, and uh, also, they're there. So they're, they're there. That's the game so I thought we were talking about, but I was just suddenly confused. Yeah. Um, and also, there's a driving level where you drive in the Batmobile and you're just shooting up like other cars and whatever. Right. I think, I think he's that like driving once. to. He's driving into the city and like you can see the bat signal up in the yeah, sky. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a really cool game. The music is top Amazing. notch. Yeah, the, the way that they adapted so like good. Danny Elfman's style and like used the right instruments and stuff, like it's just it's got yeah. all like the horn blasts the that you want. So good. The cutscenes are really good. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> then the next game that came out uh was The Adventures of Batman and Robin. 
which came out on the Genesis, Sega CD, and SNES. And that is that the one based on like based the on the cartoon series? series? That, based on yeah, the okay. series. Yeah, that yeah. one's super cool and yeah, totally different. That's the one com- we we found out like late in life that it was developed by a random company and they only made that one game or something. And and, and yeah, aren't the SNES so. and Genesis games like very different? So the yeah, different, different, which yeah, is totally nuts. different. And both games are awesome. Yeah, They're like that game really is good. a run and gun. Like you can play Batman and, and Robin, Robin on the mm-hmm. Genesis one. But, but it's the not Super Nintendo player. is hundred percent different. It's like the slow Super Nintendo one is. Oh, no, 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 no. Beat them up. No, the uh, the Sega Genesis one is the Genesis one's It's two player. player at the same but time. But the yeah. SNES one's not, which is it's like not, oh, which, what the frig which sucks. sucks. It's Batman and Robin, but it looks amazing. What the fuck? But yeah, it's it's still a good game. Super cool. I only played the SNES one. So when I remember a few years ago, you showed me the Genesis one. I was like, I didn't know this game was different. Yeah, holy crap, really good. Super cool. That game it really pushed the Genesis to its limit. It had like weird like three D effects. Lot, yeah, it was like stuff, really yeah. impressive yeah, it's stuff. Really good. Yeah, I mean, really I mean I've never played the game, but I've I've seen you guys play, and I've seen mm. like footage of it on YouTube, and like the, the visual presentation is crazy. It's good. Really the, nice. The, the problem with that game is the levels go on so long that they stop being fun. Like yeah, every time, that's tough. Yeah, every Stay single there, time, yep. the levels like three times longer mm. than it should oh, be. God, that is and rough. it just is repetitive, and it's like you know, kind of like when you're playing a bad shmup. Right. You know, a bad shooting game, like a bad, you know, playing game. It's like, and it just goes on for way too long, but you're just doing the same waves of enemies. Yeah. It's like 25 minutes. Yeah, you gotta, like, you gotta change yeah. it up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There is um, a Game Gear version of this game, which I've got to mention. Uh, the game is so hard that you only get one life to complete the game. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, that, that's, a, that's a fuck you. Oh, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm not, not playing the game here. The, yeah, the, the Atari Lynx. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Well, the Atari Lynx. The Lynx. <laughs> well, the Lynx is It's probably not that game because I know, I know the game on the Lynx is like a top-down game where de- Batman's like in a building defusing bombs. Maybe there's multiple? I don't think that it's, it's based on the cartoon. Maybe it's called that. Yeah, I, I, think I mean, there is a game that, called yeah. Batman. Oh, that was for the Lynx. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I don't know. It's the Lynx. It's fine. No it's one cares. Right. No, yeah. one cares no one cares. Lynx. So you six people who have an Atari Lynx, go for it if you Let want. Let us know. There's yeah. six yeah. people in the world. They don't all listen to our podcast. Uh, right, I know. We'd be lucky to have one. <laughs> all right, so that one person who listens that also has an Atari Lynx, <laughs> don't I bother. know you do. <laughs> and you're just right. itching to play it again. It's like, oh, man, I wish it was like a hidden gem that, you know, based on a super popular franchise and I whatever you're like wow right. this game is very mad <laughs> i hope and i hope it's stupidly hard in a hundred dollars or something <laughs> yeah yeah uh, all right cool thanks for that nintendo oh, or 8-bit alchemy yeah got anything um i mean i i guess i really just want to you know touch briefly upon you know the animated series uh for sure and and basically just the animated iterations like batman the animated series and batman beyond um you know i know parasite steve definitely wants to to talk about the animated series too so i mean i i got introduced to that via him being my older brother so like we went through the seasons uh on dvd as they were coming out and i cannot say enough how this is my favorite comic book thing period like batman the animated series is the definitive adaptation of like comic stuff like i love everything about it the voice acting the animation the plot how they weave different characters in together multiple times back and forth they make a very big connected world with like the cops and you know commissioner and like all these other characters that cops and the robbersons and the robbersons (laughs) and the piratesmans and the ninjas they're all there and i think that and the batman and the batman but like when people say i love batman i'm like me too and you're but like my head batman. my head goes to yeah. batman the animated yeah, series yeah, yeah. Batman same the animated here, same here. 
that. It's not the movies. It's not. I mean, like, there's a lot of things it's not about the funny Batman books. that we like. Right. It's not the funny books, but yeah, it, it's so good. And and Batman Beyond, like I was saying earlier, was uh, was coming out as I was, you know, growing up in school and everything. And that show was so cool and did such a different take on it and had like industrial music like industrial metal and stuff and like the the bad guys were really cool like you had um what was it a blight was that his name blight was the main bad guy he was, he main, was like the nemesis yep he kept coming back he, he was like ink. a glowing green skeleton ink was dude. like the batman beyond Clayface, and she was like this like weird amorphous like could transform into liquid and all this cool she shit was very very much like the symbiotes yeah i would think but yeah. she, she could Turn into pure liquid. But though. it reminds me of like, you know, like Clayface, like animation mm-hmm. style of like, oh, he's all morphy and weird. That's that's, and, that's a fair comparison. Yeah. And yeah. the, um, the, there the, was spli- the splicers. Oh, the splicers. Oh, yeah. There was, sh- God, I like Shriek. Cool. He was a guy, he had like a, a oh, white suit. He, he had like the weird was face, sound. right? Wasn't <clears throat> he, had, his face? he had like a psych. A lot of the characters only had one eye. Yeah, I don't know. Were, that was like a thing. That was a thing. But before we get too deep into the show, can oh, I just drop so some nods? Yeah, for sure. Drop them nods. Drop them nods. Right, so nugs. I'm just going to just go over some just basic stats here. So Batman the Animated Series uh, was the start of the what some people call the Bruce Timverse uh, or the you know DC Animated Universe, which uh, com- was comprised of uh, Batman the Animated Series, Batman beyond uh justice league superman the animated series and also the new batman uh adventures uh they all kind of were you know directed mm-hmm. by bruce tim they had the same art style they had the same voices Hats for, to bruce for the tim. most part there were some some changes in the lineup but but so batman the animated series the start of it all ran from 92 to 95 it had uh 85 episodes over only two seasons it was Holy three years shit. but i guess it was technically just two seasons in those three years um, the cast is uh, is amazing. Dynamite. This, the, see, for me, it's like you know we were talking about like who's your favorite Batman, who's your favorite movie Batman. <clears throat> None of the movie Batmans have ever truly been Batman for me, although I like some of them. But for me, Batman is is Kevin Conroy, mm-hmm. and I know I'm yeah. not the only person who's same here. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean that that is a lot of people will say that, but there is something about Kevin Conroy's performance. But I'll get into that in a minute. But so he was Bruce Wayne, Batman. Uh, Lauren Lester played Dick Grayson, Robin. Uh, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. played Alfred. <clears throat> and uh, of course, Mr. Mark Hamill was the Joker. Oh and God, the he's best Joker ever! The, the, the best Joker guy. ever. You hearing me? Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people say that, too, you know? I mean, I, I think when people learned, oh, my God, Luke Skywalker is doing voices and he's being the Joker, it's like, I think it was, like, season two before I even knew that. He didn't sound any, anything like him, you know? Right. Like, we, we didn't have any concept that the guy could do voices, and uh, he just was, was everything as, as that character. Uh, we also had uh, Richard Mall from Night Court as uh, Harvey Dent oh, in cool. Two-Face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arlene... He was also Norman in uh, Mighty Max. Yes, he was. Um, nice. Uh, Arlene Sorkin played Harley Quinn, which is the original Harley Quinn. She was not from the comics. She was created for that show as a as a sidekick to the Joker. And uh, Adrian Barbeau um, played Catwoman, and she is easily like my favorite version of Catwoman. Is is like she's. She is sexy, but she's not like talking about it every, every second of the day. Right. You know, she's not like constantly almost on the verge of having an orgasm at, at all times. It's like, right. okay, like, can, can you just like come off the Dial mountain back like, for one second, like come down with us for one damn second? But like, so she was, she was great. I loved her. She, she you know, she was 
a lot more good than she was bad, but she was a thief. But they turned her sort of into more of like an eco-terrorist, quote-unquote. Not not that that's the right word, but, you know, she would do things for, like, the big cats or do things with, you know, the, you know her, her purposes always tied back into, you know, uh, that kind of stuff, which was, uh, you know, nice. You know, it wasn't just, oh, I'm stealing this because it has the word cat in it. You know? Yeah. Right. The cat's um, eye emerald. You're like, get over yourself. Right, right. Um, and also we have John Glover as the Riddler, and this is by far my favorite version of the Rip, the Riddler. And John Glover, um, he is definitely someone you know. He played uh, Lex Luthor's dad on Smallville. He was also just in the Shazam movie, and he was. Um, I always remember him from Gremlins too. He was Mr. Clamp in yeah. Gremlins too, yeah. um, which I love that movie. But um, anyway, John Glover, he's one of those that guys that's like. You don't necessarily know his name. He actually was in the movie Batman and Robin too. He's he's the scientist that oh, uh, right, Poison yeah. Ivy kills with a yep. kiss. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, he's just one of those great. guys. He's like in stuff, but maybe you don't know his name. He's Clamp. But he was great he as the Riddler, and I loved I loved how you know every version up to that point, including Jim Carrey, um, and you know back to to the old '60s show. Um, you know he was always like manic and crazy and wild and loud and stuff. And this version of the the Riddler was very subdued. He was yep. very quiet, and, and I think it just fit the character. Yeah, he so was much very more. very was just thoughtful. like yeah yeah quietly smart. And I mm-hmm. honestly think he was my favorite um, villain. For, he was great for like episode like plot wise. Really, and you know really what's interesting. Funny? He's only like in two or three episodes, but like the episodes he, were he's so in neat. So few episodes, and they said because he was very hard to write. Yeah, because because they, they were very the smart episodes because they yeah. had to write all these different <laughs> riddles, and you you know are thinking about them too with Batman, which made it really fun. Yeah, very cool. I also have uh, I loved Ron Perlman. He played uh, Clayface. Oh yeah, so perfect, nice. awesome, and um, of course David Warner was Rachel Ghoul, who is I think a lot of for a lot of fans was the first exposure we had to that character. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly didn't know who he was before, and I can't be the only one um, because he's he's become now almost every single time they do not only a Batman thing, but I mean he's even been in that Arrow show. Like it's like. He's such a character that is in everything at this point. And up to that point, I feel like nobody knew who he was except, you know, the hardcore comic fans. Yeah. So that really brought a lot of characters into, into the just the, the consciousness. But um, that was definitely an amazing show. Um, and so what happened is it, so it went to what from 90, 92 to 95. And then Superman kind of was going on and Batman took a little bit of a break. And so what happened was... Um, the new Batman Adventures came back because I think what they did was they I think they had uh, Kevin Conroy voice Batman in in, in an episode. Uh, excuse me, my voice is not great. I'm trying to push through it. He's dying. <clears throat> um, and he he uh, like guest starred on this episode of Superman, and so it sort of like reinvigorated people's interest. So they decided, all right, we're going to do another. Uh, two seasons of of the old show what they did was they called it the new batman adventures and uh it ran for two seasons uh only had 24 episodes though and um it had some of the cast uh came back and some of the cast was new and and a lot of the villains got redesigns and stuff but it was the same universe they sort of uh i i feel like they ditched the 1940s noir detective thing because that which you know boss rush mentioned for the first movies um that was very much a part of the original seasons of the show like you know they they, they were all driving like al capone cars and stuff 
mm-hmm. and uh, shooting Tommy guns, and, right, right. you know. Like, and seeing as like that, Batman was like pretty much created in like the late '30s. It's like it makes sense. Great tracks, yeah, yeah. Right. It's really really cool. Um, so there was that, and then of course Batman, uh, Batman Beyond, which was actually called Batman of the Future overseas, and I do recall it was actually the original title that they were announcing was uh, Batman Tomorrow, which I still think is a pretty great title, <laughs> yeah. Batman. Of the future, yeah. <laughs> Batman of the future, not a great name. Batman Beyond, I think, is is, is, is great. And, you yeah. know, you, you have the alliteration, but but um, it ran from ninety nine to two thousand one, fifty two episodes over three seasons, and uh, you know, it it did star uh, Will Friedel from Boy Meets World as a new character who they created called Terry McGinnis, and he was like this you know teenage kid who kind of somehow falls into this world of this guy who used to be Batman and, and uh, Bruce Wayne at this point is this old guy is, you know, in his eighties or something. And he hasn't been Batman for a, a number of decades. And uh, he hasn't he, been Batman since forever. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> <clears throat> this is beyond forever. Um, and he was voiced by Kevin Conroy again. So um, it also starred Stalker Channing and uh, Cree Summer. And it was a really uh, awesome show and a, definitely a different take. And, uh, before I, I stop talking because I really need to. Um, so I actually got, a, got the opportunity to meet Kevin Conroy once at a, at a convention. And um, I was able to say to him what I've always, always thought of the reason why I have always felt that he was the best choice for Batman and the only person who understood the character. Not that I'm such a you know, fan. I, as I said, like, it's not like I've been reading the comic for years. But I stand by this thought. And that is, I think... The fact that th- that Batman, the character of ba- of the two personalities within this this person, you have Bruce Wayne, you have Batman. Um, Batman needs to be the natural voice, and Bruce Wayne needs to be the fake voice. Yep. And every other actor who has ever played the character does not understand that because Batman is who he is. He's not Bruce Wayne pretending right. to be Batman. He is Bruce. He is Batman pretending to be Bruce right. Wayne. Absolutely. Bruce so, Wayne is the mask. So right. they yeah. found Kevin Conroy. This guy is very tall. He's got a very deep voice just naturally. So his Batman voice is just his natural speaking voice, like maybe down a little bit. So he's like, you know, he's like maybe here normally, but now he's down here. So he's just kind of, you know, just a little bit. Okay. You know, and he's just, he's Batman. Um, and then when he's, at a at a party or at you know some sort of a thing where he's got to put on the airs to be this so-called billionaire playboy he's like hey how's it going i'm bruce wayne hey hey guys how's it going you know he he fakes that voice right and that is is just what nobody else does right the degree of emphasis is much more with the bruce wayne side than the, than the batman yeah side. they always you know they talk like themselves for bruce wayne and then they especially with these movies that have started like you know batman begins where you know it's like this journey of him becoming batman so then okay he becomes batman and you know christian bale does this you know cannibal corpse voice <laughs> at this point has been made fun of you know to death so it's fine you know i, I won't do that but you know i'm not a fan of that particular voice you know that portrayal to me that was ridiculous it but, stinks yeah <laughs> you know but I'll i mean it's, it. it's just like they Bosch all do it to a degree <laughs> even keaton you know even keaton he's like oh, okay you know he's, he's i'm batman yeah i mean it's not as bad right right it's and, not and to be perfectly honest it's not even something i consciously noticed about people playing batman until christian bale did it and then going back i'm like oh yeah i guess everyone kind of did do that but i never thought it was like a big deal. To be fair, Clooney didn't. 
Okay. Yeah, I was just gonna say Clooney just nodded his head a lot. Yeah, he's going to the Roxbury. He's like, it's like, even if this movie sucks, I'm still in ER. It's him, the guys at the Night of the Roxbury movie, and Jay Leno. They're like the line them up. All the head bobbers. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, Christian Bale's was just like, oh, this is this is, I guess, a thing that people playing Batman do. I didn't realize that. It's like, oh, he's trying to be scary. It's like you're not being scary. You're being so weird. I don't even know what to do with right. myself right it's now. Like, what? But you know, and I said that to Kevin Conroy, and he just sort of, as I was articulating this, he just kind of sort of nodded his head and smiled and and thanked me. And he's like, exactly. He just wiped away a single tear from his eye. Like finally, someone understands. He, you know, he's he like, said, someone <laughs> gets me. I mean, he said this is this is what I. He's like, that's how I always approached it. So, you know, I, I just thought that was awesome. That was a really cool moment. And and to I don't think anyone's going to beat Kevin Con- Conroy for me. So it's like, yeah. you know, hearing about Robert Pattinson, I'm, like I said, I'm not excited per se, but I have nothing against him. He, right. He'll probably be fine, but I know he's not going to be better than Conroy. Right. Put Kevin Conroy in a fucking movie. Put that that man <laughs> has mean, a face for Batman. He can I do it. Know. You got to put a mask on him. Just do it. I just want to see it. You know what? He'd be great as a scarecrow. He actually is very yeah. He does kind of have like a very like slender kind of gauntness yeah. to him. But yeah, I don't know. I don't care. Just make make him the real Batman. God damn it. He's great. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. And I mean, they brought him back for so many things. You know, so many of the animated movies they put out. Yeah. And, and, and games so many of the and games, stuff too. The yeah, like he's games. always up to do the voice when yeah. they, when he's asked. Like Pretty it's much. so cool. Yeah, totally awesome. All right. So uh, thanks everyone. Unless anyone has got something else to add right away or. Yeah, think that's, all sound like we're good. That's yeah. Awesome, awesome. Very, very awesome. Very th- thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right. We've been jibbity jabbing about Batman for quite a while now. But now it's time for the Octoponder This Question. And this episode's Octoponder This Question is Who is your favorite Batman villain? I'm gonna let you chew on that for a while and we're gonna take a quick break. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life, what are they? Death, taxes, and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action, it had suspense, it had great characters, it had great acting. I'm gonna strangle you with my jockey short. I don't like mobster movies. Alright, well here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebag. Bloodworks Victorium. The new album from Enchanted Exile. 11 pulse-pounding heavy metal tracks, including Embrace Oblivion, Cold Spell, On Widow's Hill, and I am the Void. Bloodworks Cryptorian, available now on iTunes, Google Play, and pretty much anywhere you get your digital music. So, go get it. 
ready to do some thinking? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo-ponder this. We have returned. Thanks for sticking around, everyone. Asking this week's octoponder question, which is, who is your favorite Batman villain? But first, we're going to take the time to answer it ourselves. So, Nintendo. So there. Yeah. So here we go. <laughs> Nintendo, who is your favorite Batman villain? Go! I have two. Oh, oh my god. Oh, shit. Have two. Oh, that's so anti-establishment of you. Oh, who are they? Clayface from the animated series. Ooh. I really like him a lot because he's such a tragic character. Totally. He's, He's a uh, beyond his prime actor who was in a car accident and his face got burned, and he had to use this this goop. I don't remember what, what it was called in the show, and uh, he became addicted to it. And it would fix his face, but it would only and last so long. So long. Uh. So what happened was he broke into the lab to get the stuff, and these he got caught and. Uh, what these people did, they beat the shit out of him and they just poured <laughs> They beat the they shit beat out the of him. Beat the shit out of him and they poured like like a bunch of that goop on him. You to wanna, a point where you be it pretty down his throat. Right stuff. down his throat and like fu- right. changed his DNA. It was became, really brutal. They yeah, that's pretty like, graphic and nasty. Yeah, the, the camera like panned away and you just saw the, the, the silhouette, silhouette yeah. of it happening. Yeah. Right. So this I, stuff is precious. You can't see let's we're just gonna force feed it to you. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> Which maybe doesn't make sense. Maybe. We went anyways, too far. yeah. I think he owed them money. It wasn't about the stuff being precious, oh, okay. but it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. yeah. And uh, the other, the other villain I liked was Red Hood. From nice. the, I only know him from the movie, the uh, mm-hmm. Under the Red Under Hood. Under the Red Hood, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't voiced know by too Jensen much. Ackles of Supernatural, right? Which is awesome. Uh, I don't know too much about this character. All I know is that I think. Was he like a Robin? Yeah, he was the third Robin. Third Robin, Jason and he Todd. died, yeah. and yep. they brought him back, and he went crazy or something like that. He was that, the or? Robin that the Joker killed with a crowbar, right? Um, unless he beat Batgirl with a crowbar, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think remember, he beat Batgirl yeah. with a crowbar and paralyzed her. He did kill Jason Todd, though. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think he shot. So him. I only know him from that movie. Anything beyond that or before that, mm-hmm. I have no idea. All right. So I thought. Thought that was cool. He's, thought, he's, thought he's like really still awesome. in the comics. Like people, yeah. people fucking love Red Hood at this yeah. point, which is really, really. Well, I thought cool. he was really awesome that movie. Yeah, right. yeah. Definitely. The animated movie is all, all I know him from, and now yeah, it's it yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. That, that cool. is still like my favorite animated Batman movie. Yeah, yeah I really love good. that movie. Also has one of my favorite Joker moments because uh, uh, you have the whole thing where you know uh, Red Hood is confronting Batman near the end of the movie, and like, oh, he killed me, and you didn't revenge avenge my death or anything. And then Batman goes into a spiel about how he he wanted to, but he was afraid to go down that slippery slope. Once he did, and then the Joker just comes back. Oh, you do think about me, and, and just in the way the Joker would do it, I'm not doing it justice. So watch the movie because I totally butchered that. But when you get to that scene, you'll know it, and it's freaking awesome. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. and and you really see uh, Red Hood or Jason Todd's point. He's like, I'm not saying don't kill Clayface. He's like, or Harvey, or or the Penguin. He's like, I'm talking about him. Right. Yeah. This monster. Right. Kill him. And it's just, oh my god, I'm getting chills just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. It was, it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Cool. Good points. Yes. Excellent. How about you, Eight Bits Alchemy? Well, I, you know, I'm gonna go back to the the Batman the animated series, but I really enjoyed every episode, like I was saying, with the Riddler in it because mm-hmm. I think the Riddler is such a interesting and smart character in that show, and I think the way that they wrote him to have these different puzzles and these different plans all set up to kind of string Batman along, and he's just he's always just 
fucking with Batman. He's just toying with him. He just wants puzzles and he wants to create these situations and he wants to see if Batman can solve right. them. He wants figure to them prove out. that he's smarter. Yeah. And that and that's just his whole deal. But it makes for a super fun and entertaining episode. And they were always the ones I, I look forward to when it was coming up if there was a Riddler episode. And uh and yeah, I think that's a very unique dynamic for the character. He's not like necessarily about like causing mass destruction or anything like that. Like the things he's doing are bad for you know, to give Batman a reason to go- jump through the hoops and go through his puzzles and stuff, but he's just like he just wants to outsmart him. That's all he wants to do, and it's like it's it's so you know basic. It's such like a basic desire of like Riddler, that's that's you're all basic. you want. Yeah, yeah, you're basic, bitch. You're basic, and right. and I don't know. Like it, it is funny, but I do enjoy him as a uh, as a bad guy uh, a lot. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with the Riddler. Nice. Cool, cool. Nice. That's actually one of the levels in the Super Nintendo game. The, yeah, the I, maze yeah, of the Robin. Minotaur. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Really yeah. neat. Nice, nice. Uh, cool. yeah. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, step in here, and I'm gonna say that my favorite Batman villain is Mister Freeze, mm. and the reason why I like him because I can kind of relate to not relate to his plot, but I think it's the mo- he's the most sympathetic because if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, I think Parasite Steve had told me recently about. The whole angle of him wanting to find a cure for his wife, who's like cryogenically frozen, came from the cartoon. And it wasn't right. something that was like way deep in the comics or whatever. And I mean, they touched upon it in like the Batman and Robin movie, but whatever. Uh, so I just thought he was just, you know, a super sympathetic character. And one, you know, if I was a weird supervillain, maybe that's kind of what I'd do if those, that was a situation I'd in. So I was like, holy crap. So I kind of think I, I can sympathize with him more so than just someone like, oh, I'm crazy and evil and dress weird and I'm fighting Batman. Not that that's some. That's an oversimplification, obviously. But uh, I also want to take a quick, quick, quick moment to just to have a little little mini peeve here. Now, uh, Mr. Freeze's name is Dr. Freeze. And that kind of brings up my little peeve of enemies or just characters' names that are just too on the nose. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Freeze, yeah, his name is Freeze. I mean, it's, it's spelled fries, I think. <laughs> but it's pronounced Freeze. I'm like, okay, that's, that's kind of silly. And a couple other examples are Dr. Octopus, Dr. Octavius. Not as much on the nose, but has the oct. And mm-hmm. we're retro Redoctopus, so I have to bring that one up. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Dr. Doom is Dr. Von Doom. Really, mm-hmm. his last name is Doom. Give me a fucking <laughs> no, break. No, it's Von Doom. It's Whatever. Totally it's got Doom, Doom in it. In it. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. That's dumb. I'm sorry. I mean, it's a cool name for a villain name, but for his actual name, not so much. I'm just uh, glad that Mr. Mr. Fantastic's real name is Richards. Right. If he was from the Tick, his name would just be Mr. Richards. Right. Richard Fantastic. Dick Fantastic. Yeah. And another one. Uh, Harley Quinn is like, okay, she dresses up like one of those Harlequin performers. And if I'm not mis- mistaken, her actual name is Harleen Quinzel. Really? You just couldn't make up a completely new name? Right. And just, Harleen okay, her fake name, Quinzel. Her fake name could be Harley Quinn. Fine. If that's a completely fake name for her in her universe... But her real name being Harleen Quinzel, give me a fucking break. Put more than 0.2 seconds of thought into it, please. Right. I mean, like, Catwoman is Selena Kyle. Right. right. Great. Right. Do you not get it? She's not like, Catherine <laughs> Woman. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. And then the, the last one I want to bring up, which is my least favorite, is one we mentioned uh, from the, uh, the, the, the movie Batman and... Is it Batman? No, it's Batman Forever. 
The one with the Riddler in it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Edward oh. Nigma or E Nigma. Yeah. I am right. like, holy fuck off, Batman. <laughs> really? Because that's like my I favorite so one. I like that one oh, because it's like, <laughs> it's like yeah. oh, I, seriously, his name is Nigma. I think that's super clever. Oh. You know what I think it should have been? I think that should not have been his real name, but his alias that he made. Right. Up. If it's an yeah. alias, that's that he, that, perfectly like, right. Fine. Like he because, writes it on letters and stuff and writes yes. it signed yes. Edward because Nigma and, that and Batman's character, like, who is this? Yes. I feel like that character would have made up that name. It sounds like a pen name or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's but that's, birth that's name. Thing. He came out the womb. Yeah. You are. You look like yeah. an Edward Enigma. Yeah. Right. My 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 pet peeve is like it's the character's actual name, right? Not like a pseudonym or right. whatever. Yeah, that, on their that's birth fair. Or, that's fair. So yeah. But anyway, that, all right. Mini mini rant over. Let's go on to Parasite Steve and his pick. <laughs> now that you've pet some peeves, yes. Right. <laughs> um, all right. A gentle so, caress of the peeves. Yeah. So I'm, I just want to say something real quick about Mr. Freeze. Um, he was at, he actually debuted back in 1959 Ooh. in a Batman. 121 and i don't know if you guys know this his original name was not mr freeze it was mr zero oh, oh. but still it's not as much on the nose zero. it's funny and he uh he was uh he was not blue either his, his color scheme was like green and purple oh weird. like every uh, every friggin spider-man every villain friggin would appear that i blew myself yeah <laughs> <laughs> he did he blew himself later um, I agree though that Mr. Freezer is is just an awesome pick. I love totally. all these picks, by the way. These oh, are yeah, fucking awesome. awesome picks. Um, I really had have a lot of trouble. I don't think I have one really truly that's my favorite because Batman just has the best damn rogues. I mean, I've always said that Batman and Spider Man have my favorite comic book villains. Um, the X Men are are like right up there, but uh, Batman's villains are just the best. Like. I don't know. It, it's so hard. Like I love Iron Man, but Iron Man's villain sucks. Like I, you yeah. know, I, even Superman. Like, like my God, every you can name like dozens of Batman villains that are all awesome. You know, it's right. just so. And they all so have like crazy. So, they're also like full of character and like yes. You know. And and I mean the Bruce Tim cartoons really helped to flush them out in a lot of their origin stories and, right. and whatever. But I'm just gonna go. You know. I'm just going to go with the Joker, okay? Because the Joker is great and whatever. And I am I am sick of the cinematic portrayals at this point. Um, <clears throat> you know, he, he's been redone too many times. But right. uh, I'm going to go back to the cartoon like we're all doing. And I'm going to say Mark Hamill's Joker, Joker is my favorite. And I do remember back back in the day, I did feel like he was he was my favorite uh, villain of that mm-hmm. show. Totally. Um, so, uh, you know, he has this, this playful... Uh, Insanity, and I think that that really is uh, what I like. I like it yeah. when you can laugh with the Joker. Right, right. You're like he is legitimately funny. Yep. Totally, you know? totally. <laughs> like right. he's he's psycho, but I mean, I think when they make him too dark, it's like you can't laugh. Right, with him right. Anymore. That's like that's part of the uh, the appeal. Like, yeah. You know, at yeah. least for me anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's right. Like, it's like your conflict of like he's funny and I'm laughing with him, but he's doing really bad things. Right, I'm laughing at really inappropriate stuff. And I mean I think that you could say you could make that that argument for uh for Heath Ledger's Joker. I mean there there yeah. are points when when he's he's funny, like the pencil thing and, and it's it's terrible, but like it's it is kind of funny. But so he has moments, but yeah, totally. there's there's nothing nothing fun about Jared Leto. I mean yeah. for sure. But I mean Whatever. Not even as a Joker, as a person. As a person. Fuck you, Jared. No, just, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, I'm just gonna go Joker. But like, really, honestly, there's there's probably six more I could I could mention uh, that are just as good. I mean, Catwoman's great. Yep. Also, and you know, I mean. Mr. Freeze uh, is awesome. I love Mr. Freeze, and and honestly, Two Face. Yeah. You know, I mean, Two Face. Uh, 
you know, I, I think a lot of these characters started out very, very one note in the old comics, but man, yeah. over over the years, you know, yeah, they, they've they flushed them out. Really and I well. mean, I was so bummed. I remember at the time of Batman Returns when that was like they hadn't announced the villains. I was like a hundred percent expecting that Two Face was going to be in it because we met Harvey Dent. Yep. So I, and it's funny because at the time I was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna we're gonna get a black Harvey Dent. What's right, because Billy Dee Williams was playing that role yeah. at the time. Yeah, like it's like, well, what's gonna happen? That's crazy, you know. Now, of course, we're we're much more used to that kind of a thing. Well, actually, that uh, not, but, that that's been brought up. I think Billy D. Williams actually took that role expecting to be Two Face at some point, and they actually had to buy his contract out when they before they made Batman Forever. I mean, well, he, they hired he was so he totally should have been totally. in the first one. That really sucks. But that I mean, did that. I think that's what you do. There are certain characters, and I think this of like Venom. You know, there are certain characters that should be introduced before they become the villain that they become. You know, like, give it a little room to breathe. Make you give a crap when they fall. You know, don't just introduce them in that one one movie or whatever. And right, I think right. that that was what they were doing. But then it just changed. I don't know what happened. But anyway, pretty pretty cool stuff. I will say one more thing about Two-Face. Uh, every time you see him, he's pretty much got a different color for his other face. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what, what what's the color? Like, I, I mean, in the cartoon, he was like a bluish gray. Yeah. Right. Okay. Tommy the... Lee Jones was pink. Pink. Yeah. 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 You guys know what his original color was? Black. Green. Turquoise. Teal. Uh, I'm waiting for a boss rush to guess. Invisible. He was invisible. Invisible is wrong. Fuck. Yellow. I don't know. Yellow. It's actually green. Okay. Anyway, just thought that was kind of interesting. It's funny. It's just funny because he's never green. I never see him green. That's true. It's so weird. It's bizarre. It's almost like Lizard Man or something. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Cool. No, awesome, awesome, awesome picks. Okay, those were our answers, and now it's your turn to tell us what you think about this week's Octoponder. This question, which was, who is your favorite Batman villain? And hey, we're still a pretty relatively new podcast. I mean, we've got a few episodes under our belts now. Feeling pretty good. Think we're doing all right, and hopefully you agree, or else you wouldn't still be here, I guess. Or if you're, if you're new, hey, hopefully you enjoy it. Go go to our back catalog, do all that stuff, and Stick with us uh, if you like us. We'd love to hear from you. And the way we can hear from you is if you do one of these following or all of these following things. Hit us up at Redoctopus on Twitter. Go to our Facebook group. You can always email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram. Just look for Retro Redoctopus. So it's almost time to catch that horizon. But before we say goodbye, let's go to this. If you're looking to score, you better listen to those that came before. Just sit right down and whip out your sheet music. Because it's time to compose yourself. All right, ladies and joints. Uh, welcome to another episode of Compose Yourself. So I figured that would be appropriate to talk about the one, the only, the Daniel Robert Elfman, uh, because he's friggin' amazing, and he also did some really cool Batman music, so here we go. He was right. Uh, he was born May 29th, 1953. Uh, he's a very accomplished American composer, singer, songwriter, record producer, as well as the frontman and guitarist of new wave ska rock jambalaya that is Oingo Boingo. Uh, he is best known for his film scores, which include a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, short list is Pee-wee's Big Adventure, 1985, the movie that started his partnership with Tim Burton, uh, Beetlejuice, 1988, a incredible theme and score. It's so spooky and so fun uh batman 1989 uh which he actually won his only grammy for best score soundtrack album for a motion picture 
uh, Nightbreed in 1990, a movie which, shameless plug, our band Enchanted Exile wrote a song about called Embrace Oblivion, teehee. Uh, also, Dick Tracy in 1990, which was nominated for Best Instrumental Composition, written for a motion picture or TV. Uh, he did Dark Man in 1990, which was directed by Sam Raimi, uh, the man forever endeared to our hearts for giving us the Evil Dead series, but also started a partnership that would reappear later in Spider-Man 1 and 2 with uh, Tobey Maguire. Um, Edward Scissorhands in 1990, which was again nominated for Best Instrumental Composition, written for Motion Picture or TV. He did Batman Returns in 1992, Army of Darkness in 92 as well. He composed one song for called March of the Dead. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas in 93 did the music for it. We also sang What's the, this? Right. What's this? <laughs> he did the singing part of Jack Skellington. So cool. Uh, and then again uh, in 96, The Frighteners, which was directed by some guy named Peter Jackson. I don't know. Uh, so, you know, the list is really, really long. Uh, he scored over 100 films and TV shows. Um, his discography is definitely worth looking up after the show. Chances are very good that he has touched at least one thing that you know and love. Uh, but also I want to mention... Some of his TV show themes, which include Tales from the Crypt, the Beetlejuice cartoon, The Simpsons, and uh, my personal favorite, the Batman the Animated Series show. Um, Now, another another really kind of not super well-known or talked about show uh, is The Dilbert Show, which uh, only had two seasons from 99 to 2000. But what's really neat about the theme song is that it's actually borrowed from an Oingo Boingo song called Forbidden Zone, which, appear- which appeared on the band's earliest demo EP. But it also was used in 1980 as the theme for the, for- for the movie Forbidden Zone, which was directed by Danny Elfman's brother, Richard Elfman, which is super crazy. Wow. Um, pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, before I end the segment off, I really just want to say I'm a huge fan of Danny Elfman. I'm a huge fan of Boingo Boingo. Uh, I can't really say a whole lot more because then I'll say a whole lot more. <laughs> and trust me, you will all thank me for sparing you. But I just want to say that they're uh, the band's most well-known uh, for their song Weird Science from the 1985 movie of the same name. And uh, honestly, I just want to say go out there and broaden your musical horizon. Listen to the band's discography. Listen to Danny Elfman's uh, you know scores. It's some of the most incredible music out there. Uh, it's a trip that's definitely well worth taking. So just want to say thank you, Danny, for all the great music and leaving your mark on the Batman pantheon forever with that oh-so-unforgettable theme song. Absolutely awesome. All right. Thank you very much, 8-Bit Alchemy. And uh, while you're still on the mic, you have anything you want to pitch? Uh, I don't have anything too much to plug. My YouTube channel will have some new content coming out. I have I've written uh, a handful of new songs that I just haven't had the time to actually put out into video format. But hopefully by the time this hits your ears, those will be up there and have some little new, uh, you know, 8-bit retro snippets for y'all to hear. But uh, nothing, nothing too crazy. So that's about it for me. All right. Cool, cool. How about you, Nintendo? Um, right now... Uh I guess I'll just promote my YouTube channel, which is uh, Nintendo. Oh, um, I haven't done anything on that channel for a while because, you know, things are pretty hectic at home right now. Um, but at some point, once I get all settled in, I uh, plan on doing reviews um, and just trying to, like, up my production or quality of videos down the road. And so. you've, you've done some uh, some collaborations with yeah, a couple I did of cool a collaboration. folks, right? I did, um, I did a couple of collaborations. I, did, uh, I was in a short clip of this YouTuber called uh, Russ Lyman, who is really cool. You should check him out. Fun guy. Cool uh, guy. He's a fun guy. Um, also, I did uh, a little intro to another YouTuber called Linda, a.k.a. The Gamer Girl. Fun girl. So, cool yeah, girl. So check them out. They're pretty cool. 
They All both right. get Boss Rush Mode's uh, approval. Yes. And yes, he hates do. everything. So. I do. It's so true. <laughs> all right, now, Parasite Steve, you've been a pretty busy guy lately. Why don't you tell us what you've been doing all that stuff now? Uh, yeah. So um, I just got done this <laughs> past <laughs> weekend absolutely rocking it at the Scaracon convention, the horror convention at the Rough House publishing booth with Mr. Derek Rook. Had a really good time. Three days of just hanging out with really cool like horror celebrities and horror fans, and it was just awesome. So I just want to really quick uh, plug once again which I will be doing for the foreseeable future and just uh, suck it. Uh, yeah, please go if you are at all interested in really amazingly cool horror comics. Please go to roughhousepublishing.com and uh, pre-buy the newest issue we have coming out, which is Gore Shriek Resurrectus Volume 2. There are two covers. One is only $10, one is $15. One of them actually comes with a, a full-length CD from the Maniac Banshees, which is a really cool extreme metal band. And uh, their music is like Gore Shriek inspired, so it's like you know horror stuff it's really really good stuff and uh honestly like if you're interested at all please like pre-buy pre-buying is everything for us we like Get it, it on that. really is you know it's how we determine how many we're gonna be able to print how many are gonna be out there in the world and uh you know it's it's a big factor in our success so if you are at all interested in that kind of a thing uh please consider going on roughhousepublishing.com it's really easy and like i said one of them is only 10 bucks one of them is 15 um they have different covers and it does feature the return of the gurch who is a uh a really like seminal horror comic like illustrator from the eighties. And he kind of hasn't done any comics since. And so we, we found him, he was hiding in the UK and we brought him back and now he's, he's going to be in your eyeball. So there you go. Roughhousepublishing.com. Yes. Yeah. Are you yes. in good hands? With all three. <laughs> That's rough house. It'll scare the oh, shit out of you in the best possible way. Yeah. <laughs> It'll literally make you shit. Yeah, but you won't mind because you're having so much goddamn fun. God damn it, so yes. much fun. All right. Well, thank you all for all that. And um, that will pretty much wrap up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that made growing up awesome. If you like what you heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let me roll that R for you. On the gram. And... Retro Octopus is part of the Inebriart Podcast Network, so if you get a chance, please check out our sister shows, such as the Old Colony Cast, Bar Talk, and of course, Inebriart, as Andy and Fish chat with local artists over a couple of cold ones, and maybe a couple of warm, one, warm ones if the conversation goes on long enough. For more information, or to subscribe to any of these other shows, please visit inebri-art.com. I've been your host at the post, Boss Rush Mode, and on behalf of the rest of the boys from Retro Octopus, we shall say farewell until the next. Yeah.